Divine Truth Assistance Group. These group assistance sessions are about putting principles of divine truth into action. This discussion is part of the 2014 Australia Group 1 series. The topic is Understanding Self. Mary discusses Experiencing the Hurt Self. Filmed on the 13th of July 2014 in Monterey, New South Wales, Australia. So how is everyone feeling about what was presented in the middle of the portion of the day? Enough time to kind of process it a, a small amount? Not really, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I feel that what Jesus presented to you is like an amazing resource that you can go back to. And something I wanted to um, encourage everyone to do was if you find yourself emotionally overwhelmed at any point, don't forget that that's an opportunity. And one of the reasons we record everything is so that you can go back. If you miss it, you can just go back and look at it. There's, there's going to be outlines and videos. So that opportunity to be overwhelmed is a moment in the life of your soul. So don't miss it just because you're worried about what's coming next and getting it all down. Do you know what I mean? You can always ask someone else who was there what was the homework and join in as we go on. So Something that um, a couple of you raised was about... Do you remember in the second discussion Jesus talked to you about this process that you go through of intellectual awareness that hey there might even be a problem and then sort of an intellectual kind of investigation of what the problem might be that all leading through to this soul kind of awareness that wow there's sin in me and wow connecting emotionally to that and connecting emotionally eventually to the cause and letting it go and I know some of you felt well I don't know what all of you felt but I know some of you felt pretty overwhelmed by that and a little bit of fear maybe came up about where am I at in this process? Yeah. I just wanted to talk to you just briefly before I start my talk about the fact that it's taken me a long time to work through those steps. To begin to even connect to some of those soul awarenesses and, their, and my soul emotional responses to them. And that's okay. <laughs> It's a process of undoing damage that you've had with you for a long time, you know, and it's worth the effort. And there will be times, like I talked about, when you're growing the will muscle, where you think, oh man, this is sort of hurting and where am I going? But if you, if you stay with these principles of faith and what you have already felt, because a lot of you have felt some things already and felt, no this does work or no, I can feel the truth of some things and stay with that, there will be results. There really will. Yeah. And as I said, I mean, I'm only just starting after six years to feel like I'm a little bit freer of facade and I'm beginning to connect to some of these feelings that I want to talk to you about tonight in the hurt self. And that's when the fun really starts because your faith really in increases at that point. You know, before then it can feel a little bit like a hard slog because you're faced with, whoop, there's another addiction, whoop, there I am in facade again. But I just wanted to, to encourage you um, to keep growing that will to do that work 
because nothing beats the feeling of reward that you feel when you feel just that little bit closer to your real self, a little bit freer to be who you are. And even to, when you start to feel those hurt self-feelings, that, that's a really powerful acknowledgement of the truth and of who you are. So, yeah, that's my word of encouragement before we begin. Heavy breathing. Is that all right? Good. Okay, better? Yeah, thanks, Stalin. Thank you. Oh, is it is it all right? Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll press on. Um, okay. Who can remind me of who is the hurt self? What, who can tell me something about the hurt self? Rachel? Just, yep, there it is. Uh, it might not be switched on. If you put, hold in the red button on the bottom, it's a little button, yep. And you should get something, yeah. The hurt one? The hurt child? Yes. So it's, it's a part of ourself that is really holding all of the hurt, if you like. And really, we can't even call it one part of ourselves. Why is that? Do you want to go again? Yeah. Because they're all working at the same time. They're all... Influ- I mean, the soul is ultimately influencing all of them, but they're all expressing themselves or acting at the same time. They're like, or connected. Yeah, it's more that... Parts of ourselves got shut down at different ages, didn't they? So, you know, it's very sort of common in modern psychology, maybe we'd call it, to talk about the inner child and connecting to the inner child. And initially, I was going to call this talk Experiencing the Hurt Child. But I think there's a danger in just saying we've got one child inside of us because really, there's, we're actually fragmented. There's parts of us that are still feeling two years old because they got shut down at that point. There's parts of us stuck at five. There's other parts at seven, 13, preconception, one-year-old. So it's like there's fragments inside of us that still feel are holding on to hurt that's been suppressed, and they feel quite childlike when we connect to them. Does that make sense to everyone? So it's sort of, it is like a fragmented process. And part of the beauty of starting on this work is that you begin to bring those fragments into joining up, I suppose. And that's really what happens when you connect to your real self. You begin to feel like I'm a whole person, not this fragmented person that seems to act five one day and act 35 the other day. (laughs) But is that really my facade? And, you know, then have a two-year-old tantrum sometimes. So really what I want to talk to you about is when you've begun to do this work of breaking down the adult facade, because why is it that we don't experience these hurts right now? Matt? Um, probably more than anything we're scared to. We're scared to. So what do we do in response to that fear if you go to Barbara next to you? We created our facade self to, to cover it up so we don't have to feel it. Yes. 
And the majority of our actions and our desires right now are reflections of addictions of our adult facade, are they not? Yeah. So that's what we use to stay away from experiencing this hurt child or hurt self, these hurt parts of ourselves. Every part of our facade is there because we're invested in staying away from these things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Matthew? So with any like part of your hurt self, do you, if you're not actually experiencing it, does it mean that there has to be some kind of facade on top of that to be suppressing it at any time? Yeah. Pretty well? An addiction, which is a part of your facade. Right. Yeah, and your facade. Something that's really awesome that um, Jesus and I were talking about on the way down is that the real self wants to be itself. The hurt self wants to feel it's hurt. But the facade self is the one that doesn't want you to do either of those things. And it stays in place, keeping you away from these, these parts of yourself. So if I think that I don't really have much of a facade but I'm not really experiencing my hurt self, then there's a lot of self-deception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you think about it, how, how do you feel underneath your facade? Sad and afraid. <laughs> Sad and afraid. Yeah. So if you're not feeling that all the time, there's something else that's going on. There's something else you're presenting. And often it's a story we're even telling ourselves, isn't it, about what the truth is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how are we going to become our real selves? How are we going to connect to our real selves properly 100% of the time? What are the things we have to do? Jesus kind of went through them with you, Diana. I guess the first thing is to deconstruct and feel through our facade self. Yes, yes. And so every, all those steps he talked about, we have to do that with every part of our facade. And then? And then have to feel through all the parts of my hurt self. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I want to talk to you about how we're going to do that. Okay. What, is he, what do you think the first thing we're going to have to do? Rachel? Be honest with ourselves about the facade. True. And beyond that, what else are we going to have to be honest with ourselves about? (laughs) I don't know. That's all right. Uh, Barbara? Go to Luli and then we can go to Barbara. Um, Be honest. Sorry. Be honest about our addictions. Yes, true also. But what about when we're talking specifically about the hurt self? So we've done some work on this facade and addictions. How are we going to begin to experience our hurt self? Joy? Um, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a similar experience to deconstructing the facade. Yes. So first we want to have some intellectual awareness to accept that there is damage to ourself. Yes. And be willing to explore that. Yeah. So let's, let's say our first point is that we have to acknowledge... that the hurt self even exists. And in fact, it feels very childlike a lot of the time. What did you notice when you saw Jesus put up the two slides about 
the feelings involved with the adult facade compared to the feelings involved with the hurt self. Did you notice, what did you notice in terms of the difference between the feelings? Oh, basically, um, the facade, my, like my facade self is quite adult and the hurt self quite childlike. Yes, very important point, yep. yeah. Uh, something else, Eloisa, do you want to... How God's actually made me is like cool as. Like I'm like fun and courageous and I have all these things that I'm trying to have at the moment. Whereas my adult self is like real hard and nasty and... Okay, so your adult facade, the feelings are quite hard and nasty, aren't they? Yeah, they do. Now what about the hurt self? You skipped that one. You went straight to the real one. Yeah, no. How were the... That's because I just want to go there. Yeah, I know. So you're right, the, the adult... Facade feelings are quite hard, aren't they? They They're quite rigid, quite hard. And then the hurt self, all those descriptive words that you heard. I think I I was out at that time. You might have been out of the room. Can anyone else remember if we go to Nina over here? They actually felt a lot softer. A lot softer, didn't they? Yeah. So remember when Jesus was talking to you about the hurt self, it's, it's the hurt parts of ourselves that we've suppressed at various ages, starting from childhood. And when we connect to those feelings, they're going to feel really childlike when we experience them. But he also talked about when we're adults and we shut down our hurt. And we're going to have to experience those feelings as well. But they're going to feel soft when we connect to them because they're not our facade, they're not our anger or resistance. The hurt self feels soft when it connects to things. And often we associate that with, um, with something that's childlike, don't we? Softness, uh, pliability, willingness to be vulnerable and go into feelings. So that's, that's how, what we're going to have to first, before we even start feeling anything, we have to acknowledge that this part of us is inside of us. Now, if you think about it, a lot of us have a lot of resistance to even that concept emotionally. The thought that inside of me, there's a self that feels pretty sad and pretty soft and doesn't have any big armour on to go out and face the world. So I have to acknowledge that they exist. What do you think the second thing is we need to do? Joanne? Um, to have compassion for that hurt child? I agree. We have to begin to have compassion for that hurt child. But before we do that, wouldn't it be good to figure out how we're currently treating them? Yes, yes. So number two I want to put on our list is to acknowledge our current treatment of our hurt child or a hurt self, let's call it. How do you currently treat this hurt part of yourself, Barbara? Totally ignore it. Okay, you ignore. I'm going to write a list. Ignore? Who else has got one? Uh, Sorry, I have to look, don't I? Um, (laughs) Louise? And then over here we go to Cecily. Yep. 
Um, I've shamed mine in the past. Shame, yes, we shame them. Um, who was it on that side, Sess? Yep. I'm as cruel to her as, as um, those were cruel to me. And this is an interesting part of it, isn't it? You feel you're quite cruel to, your, to these hurt parts of yourself and very often it's because that was modelled to you when you were little. Uh, Denise, you had your hand up. I dismiss it. Dismiss, yes. Come on, you... It's not as bad as that. It's not as bad as that. And you're complicating my life now. I've got things to do. I've got to get on with things. Yeah. Uh, Who else? If we go to um, Laura here and Luli there. I get frustrated and angry with her. Yes. Come on. You shouldn't be feeling this. You should be over this. Like a whip. Hurry up. Yeah. 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 So we're very harsh, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Um, What was that? Dismissive. And Luli, what was yours? Uh, judge it. Yeah. How do you judge your hurt child? As weak. Weak. Yeah. And not going to be able to cope. Not be able to cope. Yep. All those things. Um, so judging. Anyone else? Yeah. If we go to Marion and Suze. I find I want to get away from her. Sorry? I find I want to get away from her. When that comes up, it's like there's a kind of a panic. A panic. So you're afraid. Yes. Huge fear comes up and I just want to run away. Yep. So you want denial again kind of thing. Any kind of relief. Yes. It's like get me out of here. Yep. So panic, that's a good word. Marion? I have um, really high expectations that it will shift very quickly. I'm quite ambitious that it'll come out and move and be gone, like mum so had on me. Can we call it pushy? Very pushy. Pushy, yep. What about, um, uh, yeah, if we go across here to Eva? I laugh at my hood. You laugh? Laugh at her. So you're almost involved in um, calling her silly, would you say? Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Ridiculing. Uh, What about one that we might not, oh goodness, there we go, Um, that we might not think is that terrible a treatment. In fact, might think it's quite nice and go, yeah, if we go, Vanessa. Mollycoddle her, like say, oh, you poor thing and poor me, that kind poor of thing. Me. Yeah, yeah, it's all too hard. It's okay. You don't really have to face anything. Yeah, just, just do a little bit. Five yeah. minutes, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Have a cup yeah. of tea. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So mollycoddling. And also another one that I notice some of you do is the cheer up. Come on, let's go outside. Have a walk. You'll be right. But is that really kind? to your hurt self. It's actually quite harsh. It's saying your feelings aren't even important enough to feel. Yeah. Okay, so we're all pretty good at this harsh treatment, huh? Glenn, you had a question or you... If you just keep your hand up, Glenn, yeah. Yeah. 
the, either how our parents treated us or mechanisms we used to try to shut down the hurt that was there. So if I blame myself, I don't have to feel that someone else is being hard on me. That's a way we use to shut down the hurt self. So we don't necessarily treat others that way, we just treat ourselves that way rather than feel others are treating us that way? It's not necessarily, but just experiment with your awareness on that one. Okay. Because in my experience, it's pretty common to see for yourself, you're thinking, well, I'm blaming myself, I'm not blaming others. But do you encourage others to blame themselves? Like your kids as you're raising them, things like that? Right. Because if that's a part of your soul and the way that you are keeping your hurt self at bay, you're automatically modelling this to the people around you, that this is the way you treat hurt or this is the way you avoid hurt. Right. Thank you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good thing to experiment with, guys. Uh, Part of your homework is going to be to start this process. And let yourself discover the specific ways you are treating your hurt self. And then for the next week, just let yourself sit with the question as you go about and interact with others. Hmm, am I treating their hurt self in the same way? Hmm. Okay, what's next on the list? What should we do after this, Vanessa? Oh, just keep your hand up, everyone. It's a bit hard because it's a bit dark and not everyone knows everyone's name. I've been wondering lately too, is there such a thing as repentance towards yourself and your whole soul? So for, for every, um, so, you know, for instance, if you've been promiscuous, every time you've had a partner, you've actually hurt your soulmate as well. Yes. As well as yourself, as well as the, the people. So would repentance be a part of this process? Not yet, because we're not yet experiencing the hurt self, are we? And how can we repent if we're not yet connected? So it's coming, and Jesus is going to speak to you really at length about the processes of repentance and forgiveness in a couple of days. So it's it's a good reflection. Keep it in mind as we progress through the week. Yeah. Cecily? Feel the pain of the hurt self? Almost. Almost. But my experience showed me there's one more step in between. Sheridan? Uh, just let ourselves become aware that of our hurt self. or Let ourselves become aware of our hurt self. And see it and acknowledge more. Like... Yes. Well, look, let me tell you about these this three first steps. You, you're going to go through them and then get to three and go. have to go, oh, there's more in one now. There's, I see more of my hurt self now. I can feel more of my hurt self now. Well, how am I treating it? Oh, yep, there's even more harsh treatment that I'm aware of now. Oh, have a good cry about that one, <laughs> you know. And then, then we have to exercise our will to make a choice to stop this harsh treatment. See, nobody's really cared for these hurt parts of ourselves before. Not even us. And someone's going to have to start doing that and there's no one else but you to do it. So you're going to have to harness your will to stop this harsh treatment. And as you do, you're right, Sheridan, the awareness keeps growing 
the acknowledgement keeps growing. And this is an emotional process, remember. Um, but there's one really important thing that comes next. What, so here you are, you've stopped, you've, you've become, gained an awareness of this hurt self, if you like. You've stopped treating it harshly, which is a really awesome, great step. It's the beginning of caring. What comes next, Steve? Um, just letting the hurt self be there, letting it exist and not yes. trying to... Yeah, not trying to suppress it. Not trying to suppress it. So what would you be encouraging it to do if, uh, if you weren't suppressing it? Imagine you had a little kid here, just been treated harshly, yeah. and you, you said, suppression's over, no more harsh treatment for you. Just be yourself. What might that kid start doing? Yeah, just expressing itself, letting it flow. Yeah, yeah. having a voice, mightn't it? Yeah. 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 So you're going to start allowing yourself to have a voice, to say the things that you didn't say, that you didn't get to say, that you wanted to say. Okay. So when I say allow your voice here, I'm meaning allowing the voice of your hurt self. Let it say the truth of what happened. A lot of times we're really shutting down that whole thing. Dave? In that process, would you love the hurt child? Like Getting ahead of ourselves. But if you think about it, if you think about it, isn't number four the beginning of showing some love? Or th three. Three is really ceasing the lack of love, if you like. But four is starting to show love, isn't it? Just like you would to a little child, you're now showing it to yourself. What do you want to say? You've been shut up for years and years. What do you want to say right now? Let's hear it. Okay. Now, what usually happens when someone gives voice to their feelings? <laughs> Rachel? The people that are around you go into panic. <laughs> Try and shut you down even more. <laughs> Okay, we're doing all of this in the privacy of our own home. Okay. So there's no one else around. Then what happens when you... Remember, there's no more harsh treatment. There's no more harsh treatment coming towards this hurt child. So it's in a space where it feels allowed to have its voice. What might it start to have as it has its voice? If you go next to you to Louise. Oh, just her feelings will come up? Yes, yes. So I'm going to rub off the first four. We'll go to five. So, ooh. Again, though, this is, you're going to have to allow this little hurt self, the childlike hurt feelings, if you like, to have their feelings, to be experienced. So it, it's, not, it's not magic either. It will happen much easier once you stop all the harsh treatment and judgment and punishment and all of these things. But you're still going to have to use your will to allow this process. And guess how it's going to feel? <laughs> awesome. Well, I tell you what it's going to feel. Overwhelming. It's going to feel overwhelming.
So you can see there's a lot of steps, isn't there, before we even really get to feeling these feelings. Now, five was allow. The hurt childlike feelings. And you can relate to that, yeah? When you begin to, when you feel like you're in a really safe environment and you say what you wanted to say or you say the truth, very often it connects you emotionally, doesn't it? Yeah. Matt, you had a question? Yep. And are they feelings of like what's been done to me? Is it all, can that also be like the hurt childlike feelings heard about what you've done to someone else? Definitely. Cool. Definitely. I can relate to that very yeah. much then. Yeah, that's good, hey? Yeah. Remember, these hurt childlike feelings are the ones that Jesus had up on his slide that are softer. They're pain, they're, they're, there's fear, there's pain, there's grief, there's all these things, but they're much softer. You're feeling softer now. You're feeling a flow of emotions rather than rigidly. How many of you tried to process, process your emotions while pushing yourself? Come on. Get into this. You didn't do that. That wasn't long enough. Did you time that? <laughs> 15 minutes. How am I ever going to get to be at one with God? <laughs> it's not like that. That is your adult facade in operation. When we get to this place, we have to give all that up. We're being kind now to a part of ourselves that hasn't been loved before. Make sense? Okay, what's going to happen next? We've start to, this is now we're starting to experience this hurt child. What do we need to do now? And some of you have already been trying to jump the gun on this one. So what should we do now with this hurt child? Felix? Just give it, give it love? Yeah. Let's take care of it, hey? Yeah. Take care of the hurt parts of ourselves. And what would that be like? Who can give me some examples? How would we do that? How would we take care of this parts of ourselves, Cecily? Make plenty of time for her. Yes. So let's, let's take time. We won't be watching that clock anymore. Timing the bouts of... Tears, we'll be saying, and we won't be rushing around with our to do list every morning going, Oh, I've got to get all this done, or I'm not a worthy woman. Uh, we'll be saying, You know what? You've been shut up and shut down for a really, really long time. Now is your time. I'm going to give you time and space to tell me what you feel, to let those feelings come. What else might we do, Joy? I'm thinking of the Corinthians passage, love is always patient and kind. So we'll be patient, patient with kind. ourselves, mm. with these hurt, childlike... And it will feel very childlike, guys, you know. You're going to have to be patient. And, you know, these expressions that come out of you will often sound just like a child. And the, the things they want to say to you might sound just like a, a two-year-old is speaking with you. It's speaking from you. You know, it's a part of you. We're not separate. This is why we need to, I'm calling it the hurt parts of ourselves. It's not a separate little kid that you're going to have with you all this time. It's just parts of yourself that have stayed at that age. 
There's a lot of inner child kind of uh, philosophy that says your inner child will be a child forever and stay a child forever. And I don't believe that. I believe that these parts of ourselves should get the chance to mature, to feel what they needed to feel. And the awesome thing is that they just keep the best bits, the bits that you saw in the real self-description, the curiosity, the inquisitiveness, the passion, the, you know, the desire, all of those things that we often associate with children are stuck underneath and sometimes in with all these hurts parts of ourselves that have been shut down. So we're going to be patient with ourselves as we feel these feelings. What else are we going to do? Uh, Louise? Um, I practice sometimes. I crave warmth. My, my hurt child craves warmth. And just looking into her eyes with this patience and love and... Just so li- you mean uh, emotional warmth? Yeah, yep. yeah, just this openness. Um, I, I, that's why I imagine in myself that that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so you, you, you're practising um, being warm and open to these parts of yourself that feel quite childlike. Yeah, so and just looking into her eyes with this love. So looking into your eyes, though, isn't my, it? My Just eyes. so we don't confuse yes, my, the... My we don't want to be more fragmented. We want to bring it all together. Yes. <laughs> so looking into your own eyes, but dis- trying to display this love to these parts mm. of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Barbara? Um, sitting here, I was thinking about um, my inner child is definitely going to need some encouragement. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. That's a good one. So we're going to be encouraging. As these hurt feelings surface that feel quite childlike, we're going to be telling ourselves, what might we be telling ourselves? And we're skipping into almost to the next point. but It's all okay. It's okay. And what is that? It's okay to feel what you're feeling. <laughs> yeah, but what are you telling them? What is that? That's a statement of? Truth. Truth. Yes. So we're going to tell ourselves the truth as we go through this. We're going to going to say, yep, I'm feeling hurt and frightened, but I was built to feel this. So we're going to tell the truth. And also, of course, we've been letting these parts of ourselves tell the truth about what they've been sitting on for all these years of like, nobody pays any attention to me, or I want to get what I want, or whatever it is. <laughs> But tell the truth, and I should call it probably God's truth to these parts of ourselves. And this is where we're starting to get into the final, very, very crucial thing that we need to do in this process of experiencing and really healing the hurt self and allowing this maturity to happen. So what might we call this? So we're we're taking care, we're showing love, what is, what is something that these parts of ourselves have missed out on? Diana? Being introduced to God and God's love. Yeah, so they're lacking a good education, aren't they? They haven't had a good education. So, so we're going to educate these parts of ourselves because if you think about it, 
These parts of ourselves, we've suppressed them so much. It's almost like they don't even have an awareness of everything else that's going on in our life. You know, we're wandering around and there's a part of us that's like balled up like a rock just here under our rib that's hurt and we don't want to know about it. And so we're having these experiences. We're even coming to a Divine Truth seminar. We're learning all this stuff. But can this balled up rock hard part of us know about it? Because really, a lot of times we're in those seminars interacting in our facade even, aren't we? Yeah. Sometimes the hurt selves come out and the tears flow a bit and that's when there's more receptivity to gaining this education. But in order to heal this hurt self, you're going to need to give yourself this education, if that makes sense. Give these parts of yourself this education. So what might you... Diana started on one really, really important thing to educate ourselves on, which is God's truth, the truth about the universe. And what other aspects of that might you want these childlike hurt parts of yourself to know about that they didn't ever hear about? Laura? That she has um, a unique personality and beautiful qualities that are inside her. So the truth about... Yourself, the soul, who you really are, yeah. What else? So I've got down God and the universe, the human soul. Who Who else has got an idea? Joy? God's laws. God's laws, sure. Let's get more personal. What are some things that you can feel your hurt self didn't learn about? Alan? Oops. (laughs) Karen, are you off in your hurt child? God's love. God's love, sure. Yeah, definitely. Fabio? Um, How to really have fun. How to really have fun. Yeah. yeah, well, if you think about it, though, as we experience our hurt self, it's probably going to have more to teach us about having fun, isn't it, than yeah. our facade is. Yeah. Yeah. Laura? Um, I would have really have loved to learn about my will and that I, that I have a use of that a will. you have a will. I'll tell you some of the things that I've been working on educating my hurt self about. Ethics and morality. Sex. And my body? Soulmates? That my desires and interests are okay? That I'm allowed to be an individual and want what I want and feel what I feel? And this is where you can become really good, almost, almost like a parent to your, the hurt parts of yourself. So again, it's not like there's separate entities, but it's, it's, it's finding these parts of yourself. And then, because they haven't developed, just like Jesus had on his slide today, the hurt self isn't developed in these areas. These are some of the areas, and you're going to find it's different for each of you. The different areas where you realize, wow, 
This hurt part of myself has no idea about the truth about our, my family, the truth about my relationship, the truth about soulmates. I've, since I started experiencing some of my hurt self, I've had cries and then gotten up to make the dinner and gotten up and thought, oh my gosh, I'm a really tall person. I'm really as tall as a fridge. It was literally as if there was a part of myself that had had no concept of that, that I had grown from this big to this big. Alan? Um, what comes to me a wee bit further back is that you are lovable. You are lovable. You are lovable. Yeah, beautiful. Yes. And can you see that as you begin to give these parts of yourself a voice and you begin to allow them to have their feelings and you stop judging them and stop punishing them and begin to educate them, they begin to even feel lovable, don't they? Because they are receiving this, this loving environment from you internally, if you like. Yeah. Louise? Mary, I'm just wondering, like, you know, those of us sitting in the divine love sessions and listening to all this stuff, isn't the hurt child listening to that? Do, I mean, do we have to actually tell it about it since... Well, if you think about it, though, Louise, how connected are you to your hurt self while you're sitting in this seminar? Yeah, not very. So how can you expect your hurt self to be hearing any of it? So you assume it hasn't heard any of this stuff? Well, you'll know when you connect to it, you'll go, mm. yep, this part of me has no idea about mm, okay. love. Mm. This part of me doesn't believe in God. This part of me feels hopeless in the worst kind of way. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. where you start to give the education, a loving education. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Paige? Mary, I was just wondering if you could give us some examples as to how you've actually educated yourself with some of these things. Like, it's, I'm assuming it's an experiential education? Yeah. Um, I was going to recommend to you guys a book that I admit I haven't really worked my way all the way through. But what I was going to say is I found I just needed a way to connect with this hurt part of myself first off. And this book gave me some tools to do that. And I, I know there's um, Homecoming, John Bradshaw, I've never read it. I don't know if... I, what I'm recommending is find a tool to connect to this hurt part of yourself. Um, mind you, it's not going to be a magic bullet. You're going to have to do all the work on your facade. Like, I, I couldn't even look at anything about the inner child work you had to do for years. I hated it hated it. You know, I was angry about it. Don't even tell me there's another part of me. I don't want to know. So when you've worked through enough of your facade and actually desiring now to connect more to your hurt self, I suggest you probably attract something like this book, which is what I did. Um, but I'll leave, it, I'll leave it around in the dining room for people to have a look at if they want to. Um, and it's also, it's referenced on your um, summary of this talk that'll be on the internet. Um, but what I found was just doing a lot of journal work page helped me initially connect and then to educate. It's an emotional education. 
And also, it's got to be reinforced by the actions that you take. You know, a lot of us have a hurt child or a hurt child-like feeling inside of being... We're really afraid a lot of the time. And what do we do? Just come on, get through it. Come on, you'll be right. And that only serves to hurt ourselves more. We have to be soft to those feelings and then go ahead with our desires. But while we're being harsh and nasty and pushing ourselves into situations where that hurt part of ourselves really doesn't want to go, we're not, giving, we're not, we're not allowing anything and we certainly are becoming hypocrites if we're also saying, you're allowed to feel your feelings, this part of me is allowed to feel like this, but come on, we're doing this, you know. So I feel it's emotional and it's almost like a dialogue, I suppose, internally, with a fragment of yourself. If, I really want to get away from saying it's another being. It's just fragments of yourself that haven't received from anyone else loving education. And so it's, it's emotionally and sometimes internally, verbally, telling the truth, acting in harmony with what you're saying as well, you know, and allowing the feelings. And once that becomes more routine, I feel you then get more and more in touch with your hurt self. You have a stronger sense of your emotions all of the time. And you also have a stronger sense of what's lacking in terms of your knowledge of love. And you can begin to seek out experiences that will help you learn about that, as well as acting in the faith that you've already established. Does that make sense? Dave? Um, could you try, like, kind of imagine it like a circuit board where part of the circuit board wasn't getting electricity or energy? Yeah. And then so it's just been completely deactivated, basically, and what you're trying to do is get energy back. Make a reconnection. Yeah. Yes. It's basically sort of similar like that, isn't it? It is similar like that, except that if you think about the circuit board, most of it is out of power at the moment. There's a few little... <laughs> and you try to make connections to all kinds of bits that yep. are shut down at different ages. Yep, yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's the one, the complete board, though. That's it. That's you're right. Just it's just re- returning on, refeeding little yes. parts. Yes. Mm. And if you think about it, this hurt self is a lot closer to your real self than your facade. Mm. Your facade's like a big cover you want to put over the whole circuit board. Yep. And say, nothing here. All the circuitry's wonderful. Fantastic, you know, but when you take it off, if you like, as you're going through this emotional work, you go, wow, there's a mess of wires in there and not much is connected and this bit seems to know a bit about this, but this one, and this one had these experiences, but this one's got no idea about any of it because when I was three, it got shut down and ever since then, and this is the important thing to recognise, ever since then I've been doing it. Mm. So it's still got the old operating system happening as well. Yes. (laughs) The old operating system. You're going to have to take the operating system out and that's going to be emotional. Reformat. Reformat and input new software. Is that, am I mixing my analogies now? I don't really know how it works, but yeah. Yeah. It's making sense now. Yeah, okay. Any other questions, Suzanne? Yeah. Mary, I really experienced my hurt self recently. And I was in such a small place, I couldn't even complete the conversation. And so I'm kind of wondering how, in, in, when you're in that place, 
I couldn't have talked to myself because I was there. I was in that. It's like a place I went to and I couldn't even function. Yeah. So you need to allow the hurt child their feelings. When the hurt child is having their feelings, it's not a time to enter dialogue. Okay. The hurt, oh man, I keep saying hurt child. When the hurt parts of yourself are having the feelings, yep. just let it happen. Okay. Just, that's an important part of it. Okay. okay. And it's so not the time to go, it'll be all right. If you like, you, if you're reassuring, that's fine. If you're being kind and taking care, mm. then you might take yourself to a place where you can fully experience. So I don't rush away from that experience. No, in, in fact, it, yeah. you want to encourage that experience because it's mm. been shut down for a long time. I, did everyone hear Suzanne's question? Yeah. So, no? She was in an experience where she felt very connected to this hurt self. She felt very small and childlike. And she was saying, is that the time to start educating? And I'm saying, no, that's the time to embrace allowance of those feelings. And just love and care for yourself in that. So you might remove yourself yeah. to, a, to a place where you can really experience those feelings. And you be patient and kind and gentle with yourself. And then after that process, that's when or sometimes immediately after, then you can start saying some truth. You know? Mm. That was a normal experience because you've been shut down for a long time. Mm. You know, you, f you, feel, you might feel like you're three and then you go, you know, I'm not three anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I kind of... I was just in shock for quite a while. And then I was ashamed of myself. And see, this is when the, hurt, yeah. the facade kicks back in. Kicks back in. The shock yeah. is about the fear that the adult facade's like going, hang on, I'm not in control anymore. Cut this out. Oh. And it's your fear really being exposed of experiencing the hurt self more often. Mm -hmm. And then the shame is like, oh, I've done something wrong. And that is when you can start this education. Say, now hang on. This is, a, this is an error-based feeling, this shame. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I just felt... Something. Something real. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Lulu, yep. Um, I'm just wondering how this fits in with the last talk about working through the layers of the facade self. Like, when you get to the soul feeling parts of the facade self, is that basically when you're in the hurt self? Yeah, you're getting towards the hurt self then. Right. So you kind of integrate these steps in that latter part of the facade self steps. Yeah. I suppose what, what I feel from what I've experienced so far is that that process that Jesus outlined, the intellectual awareness, the, the many levels that happen, and then you begin to get into the soul awareness, is that sometimes I've done that with purely facade emotions, if that makes sense. It's like giving up an addiction. Like the soul-based process was like coming to terms with the grief that what I expected and demanded was not loving and I couldn't expect and demand it anymore. And a bit of my facade fell away. But then there's other things where you'll start to get into the hurt self um, through that experience. But I do want to maybe ask Jesus if he would help clarify that because, yeah... I feel like I'm a novice still at that. Like, but, I'm just starting here. Yeah. Because um, I've had experiences where I get into the hurt self, but I don't stay there. And I'm thinking it's because there's more facade to work through before I can properly get in there. 
Yep. I think again, like you've, there's parts of your facade that you'll let go of, but also there's the fight of the facade to get you away from the hurt self, isn't there? Anyway, babe, could I ask you to clarify some of that? Is that all right? Do you want to do it now or later? Now? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right, just come here. Yeah, the process that I described in the, in the adult facade applies entirely also to the hurt self. So you go through intellectual stages of coming to awareness of your hurt self. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, I didn't mention that. Did and, I? and so it's really exactly the same process that you're going through, but Mary's adding additional things here that each of you will need to do in order to allow the hurt child to actually go through the same process. Does that make sense? So the hurt child is going through the same process as the adult facade has to go through. There's the same levels of intellectual awareness and the same levels of emotional awareness into getting into every issue. And bear in mind that some of these issues are repentant-based and some of them are forgiveness-based. And in addition to that, in order to get to the hurt self, you need to do these additional things Mary is mentioning. And every one of you will have to do it. This is not like Mary's personal experience. This is what every person who ever has to go through their hurt self, if you like, has to do, which is the same process that you have to do to get through your adult facade with these additional steps because there's a re-educational process that needs to occur and there's a loving process that has to occur that the adult facade's not very good at but the hurt self needs to be, be taken care of. Yeah. So a lot of those first four or five steps that I talked about, we often have an intellectual awareness of them first, mm-hmm. that there's an existence of a hurt child, that we're treating our hurt parts of ourselves harshly, and before we even connect to it emotionally. And a lot of you have started to do that intellectually, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Recognising that, oh, there are hurt parts of me that feel childlike and I'm not treating them very nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the emo- then you're going to have to go through the soul awareness parts of it. And that's when the change, that's when you begin to have, start to experience these hurt parts of yourself. Yes, like even uh, stopping, the, stopping the harsh treatment of the child is an emotional process because you, you have to go through firstly emotionally recognising that you actually treat your child harshly. Yeah. Does that make sense? And you, uh, you're like, it's like for most people, they, they, if most of you had a child in front of you, if you look at the average parent, the way it treats a child, it treats a child pretty harshly. The child starts crying, what does it say? It says, shut up or I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> there's, your, there's the adult facade right in play. And, and that adult facade is going to have to go through repentance about its treatment of the child. It's going to have to go through an emotional process to release that kind of treatment of the child before you can even change or stop the treatment. So remember, even, even every one of these steps that Mary's mentioning is actually an emotional step. Right? And it involves the same process as what your facade self had to go through to recognise and clear away any emotional impediment to love. Yeah, and I have to say that for myself, just that emotional not acknowledgement of the harsh treatment was very emotional for me. Days of just recognising more emotionally how I was treating these hurt parts of myself, the, the messages I was giving these parts of myself constantly. Do you have more, darling, to say? Thank you. Margaret? 
Um, I have a question about how do we <clears throat> treat the facade self when we're going through this process? Are we supposed to be equally kind to it or hard on it? Uh, I yeah. feel like I tend to be hard on about everything in myself. And it um, seems to me like when you talk about one being aware of how we treat ourselves and then changing that, yeah. I just, so, I don't know, it feels like the facades is harder work. Maybe because I have to confront my unloving choices. Maybe that's it, you know, the required humility or something. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if I my question's clear. But. Your first question was, do we have to be equally as kind to the facade as we're ceasing the facade? And I feel yes. Okay. I feel any kind of harsh treatment of any part of ourselves is not loving. And love is the most powerful motivator and environment for change in my experience. And also, we need to recognise why the facade exists. If we really recognise why it exists, does anyone remember why it exists from Jesus' discussion, Cecily? For survival and protection. When we were little, because, yeah, we were taught that this was a better way to be than the way we actually were. And then we perpetuated it. And why did we perpetuate it? Because we still had that same belief. So if we're going to let go of the facade, I feel we do need to be compassionate with ourselves about why it exists. But also we need to see, just as Jesus said in his talk, that it's not serving us and actually it's not really that, really that nice. So it is something that is going to have to be let go if we want to grow and you know, become more loving individuals. Yeah. I feel we've got to be careful here, though, because a lot of us judge any honesty as if it's harsh. Yes. So, so honesty is not harsh. Bluntness and honesty is direct and to the point and actually the most loving thing that you could do. So the, the adult facade needs to be treated with a lot of firmness and honesty, and that is loving. Yes. Right, And also the hurt child needs to be treated with firmness and honesty too. You can allow it to be a victim for the rest of your life if you want, but that's not going to heal it. So this is what I notice a lot of people doing with a hurt child. They say, yes, you were hurt. It was terrible, wasn't it? And you're right. You're allowed to stay in this for as long as you want. And, and none of those things are really true. They need to go through an emotional process. And unless you're firm about that, you won't go through the process. So, so you've got to be very careful that you don't... You, you've got to separate what you believe to be harsh treatment and your belief of harsh treatment is very different to what harsh treatment really is and that's a part of the facade, right? But you've got to be very careful that you don't mix things up here and go, OK, I'm going to let my little, little hurt self get away with murder. <laughs> and many of us do, by the way, let, it, let that happen. And just like we let our adult facade get away with murder as well. And literally, we let it get away with murder sometimes. Like, you know, when it comes to things like abortions, we're letting our adult facade and our hurt child get away with murder. Is that the right thing to do? Definitely not. So this is where we've got to educate both all, all the, this hurt child and, and our real self about those matters. Yeah, we, we do have to educate. And something that I wanted to mention before finishing was that experiencing the hurt self is not... When we're experiencing those feelings, there's not blaming going on. There's not justifying of poor behaviour. There's not sitting in the corner kind of, woe is me, I, need, I should just make a cup of tea and 
hide from the world because it is too all scary out there. All those things that are very often associated with feeling childlike and hurt, that if we're educating ourselves properly, we'll know that blaming is not really feeling. Blaming is trying to make someone else feel. And we're feeling injustice in that, in, in that place. Now, we might actually experience feelings of a, of a lack of justice in our childhood. But while we do that, we won't be blaming as much as we will be feeling. Does that make sense to everyone? That's quite different energetically. Matthew? And we won't be justifying poor treatment or poor behaviour. We'll be looking at ethics and morality. A lot of our hurt selves are, hurt, are injured in the way that we feel that we should be able to get away with anything. And that's not the way God's universe operates. So this is where the loving education is so important. Matt? Um, so I, I was thinking about this before. Like, so the facade, and when you're in denial of the hurt self, you project it out at other people and stuff. But, when, but it's different when you're feeling it. I know that. Yeah, are you meaning about feelings when we're in our facade? Yeah. We want to blame and yeah. point fingers. Like it, all, it always goes out at other people. I yes, think. very often. Yeah. Mm. It's projections. Yeah, projections. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas when we're experiencing our hurt, we are simply feeling how hurt it, the lack of justice felt, how painful that felt. Rather than saying, what I see a lot of you guys doing at times is going, yeah, I've got these issues because my mum was terrible and really you're still in a lot of blame. Now, while it might be true that there was a harsh treatment in your relationship with your mum, mm. while you still have this feeling of like it's her fault that I'm like I am, you are blaming and not owning that you have a will to feel the hurt and actually you're responsible for loving this part, these parts of yourself and feeling them now. No one else can do it for you and until you do it, you won't grow in love. Mm-hmm. So while we're experiencing, we're not going to be blaming like that. Yep. So sometimes I think I've felt that I've like been giving my hurt child parts a voice where actually I've just probably been bashing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like like saying that saying it but not really feeling I owning it feeling it. Yeah. Just You've been in a state of blame and yeah. attack really, which is not yeah. And <laughs> yeah. when I say we want to give these hurt parts of ourselves a voice, let me clarify, the best way to do it is on your own. I'm not saying march off and tell someone something. No, this is about experiencing the hurt and you don't need to involve anyone else in that. It is very personal. It's within you. And while you might find your voice as you continue to go through this process and let go of blame and let go of the desire to attack, you might find your voice, and and in fact I think you will, and want to be very truthful with everyone around you, regardless of the subject, I would encourage you initially to find your voice with yourself. Would you agree with that advice, darling? Yeah. Yeah, Laura? I was just thinking if we have young children um, and they haven't fully developed a facade, that the majority of the time they are in their hurt self, it would be pretty logical to say that we do treat them very similar to the way that we treat our own hurt child. And in fact, most children I see, Laura, have already got a very well-established facade by the time they're four or five because of 
the harsh no. way, the harsh treatment that we have towards ourselves that we then put out on our children. So I don't see many kids without a facade. Around and that, me. that's the it's the automatic because the will is that automatic thing. So when we've got a very small child, it's just that our will is being used in that way, just every moment. Yeah, it's it's a soul thing, but it's also our words and our actions. You know, we, the 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 messages we give our kids. Don't be like that. Come on. No, it's really not like that. It's all those things that to shut down the hurt. Or we do the opposite, where we let them, you're allowed your free will, do whatever you want, you know, and then they get these feelings that I'm allowed to have whatever I want, which is actually, that's now a hurt part, if you like, that's an injured part of themselves, that they're getting an addiction met now, that they feel like they can, they can get whatever they want. But on a soul-based, we can't really give them what we didn't, like we can't really give them the opposite to what we're giving our own hurt child because we believe that that's the only way to handle the hurt. Well, the only way we can do it is by starting this process yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And even starting emotionally to acknowledge that you have these hurt parts of yourself and the way you're treating them is harsh right now. Once you emotionally connect to that, I feel that you soften immediately towards yourself and then, therefore, to others. All right, guys. I think we're in overload. <laughs> it's been a big day, hasn't it? I want to stress a couple of things to you just to close, and that is that this hurt self, I think Jesus even just said it to you, is, a part, is parts of you that you're going to have to experience if you are ever going to reach your real self. And if you're ever going to have a relationship with God that's lasting and fulfilling and long-term, it's, it's not possible unless you deal with this hurt self. It's not optional. There's no detour. There's no way we can jump it or fast-forward it. It's, it's work that has to be done. And to me, I think that it's worthwhile, like I said at the beginning, all of this work of deconstructing the facade and experiencing these hurt parts of ourselves is really, if you think about it, it's the journey back to our real selves via the same route we got away, isn't it? And that to me is really important. You learn a lot in that process about love and about yourself. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm really passionate about this subject and I have homework for you and that is... To begin this, remember the first three steps that were on the board? Do you remember them? What were they? Just You can call them out. Acknowledge the hurt exists. Acknowledge the harsh treatment. And stop the harsh treatment. All right. Your homework is really to find out the adult facade's feelings towards the hurt self. So that's the beginning. And you're going to start probably gaining awareness in the way that Jesus outlined today, having an intellectual idea about it. And intellectually feeling I'd like to figure it out. And then hopefully start to have an emotional connection to what those feelings are. The, the question? 
is, how, let me say it this way, how does your hurt self feel in response to the adult facade? That's the second question, actually. And the first question was, how does the adult facade feel about the hurt self? Oh, that's the first three steps. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And so these questions are really related to starting those first three steps, acknowledging that the hurts. Sorry, guys, it's after dinner and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like losing it a bit. Yeah, I have to read what I wrote and I keep changing my mind about what I'm saying, don't I? Okay. Yes, is there a question, says? Question two. Look, basically, you want to find out the adult facade... What it, how it's treating and how it feels about the hurt self. And if possible, if you gain the emotional openness, feel how the hurt self feels about the adult's feelings, uh, treatment. Sorry, yep. <laughs> Waffling and losing my train of thought a little bit. All right? Felix? Just to clarify, when you say my adult self, do you, just, you mean my facade self, exactly the same thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just, just clarify. Yeah, good to clarify. Thanks. Okay, we've got enough selves and facades and adults and kids. Marion? When you're working with the hurt self, that must be your real self to be able to work with your hurt self rather than the facade self. Is that true? Like if you well, clear now your we're facade pushing my self. comfort zones on fragmentation. <laughs> I don't know. To show it the love <laughs> and the care and the compassion and the gentleness. Mary, I'm not kidding when I say I don't know. No, I, that's I just, all right. That's all right. Like I said earlier, I've already had so many blocks about this fragmentation thing because I've already been like Mary Luck, Mary Magdalene. Now there's a, now there's a child? What? No more. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just... Uh, Jesus, can you answer that question? <laughs> um, Marion, you're overcomplicating things, which you are desiring to do. Because it's great for making you completely reliant on spirits rather than you actually starting to deal with your real self. So, so my suggestion is they are all one self. So stop thinking of them as separate selves. The reason why we're presenting them as separate selves is so that you can identify the emotions associated with each part of yourself and so that you, that you can identify the ages associated with them. But that's all one self in the end. That's why we've called it understanding self, not understanding selves, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And so there's these three parts, if you like, that all need to be integrated. Now, all of them need to learn love. Your facade needs to stop the facade, and that's learning love. Your hurt self needs to come to understand God, the soul, how it all works. You need to give it an education. That's about understanding love. And your real self is completely undeveloped in love at the moment, actually. So you have no idea how to be loving at the moment because your real self is not loving at all. So it's not your real self that's going through this process. It's, it's you learning through a process of education to educate all these parts. 
and bring them all together. Does that make sense? So it's very important to understand that, that it's, that it's an educational process. Remember, Mary yesterday gave a talk, a very specific talk, said, what's your most important education? Love. This is a part of educating yourself in love and educating the adult facade is a part of educating yourself in love and educating and developing the real self is a part of educating yourself in love. It's all one self. You need to integrate it all and educate yourself in love and this is a part of what you're going to need to do because there's emotions locked up in each part at ages that you need to allow the experience of. So don't overcomplicate that now by going, oh, it's my real self who knows about love. No, most of our real selves know nothing at all about love. From the moment of conception, they were treated unlovingly, so they know nothing. So don't think that you're going to get love from your real self at this point because your real self doesn't know anything about love. Does that make sense to everyone? So, so the key thing is to focus on, okay, this is about my education in love and there's parts of me that are fragmented. There's the adult parts of me or the facade parts of me that I created. There's the parts of me that other people harmed or I harmed. There's the parts of me that God created that are part of my personality. And all of them need an education in love. All of them. So don't then go and assume that your real self knows everything about love, which is a very new age concept, which is completely false. And, and instead understand that all of us at this point, all parts of us don't know anything about love, which is what, if you remember in my introduction, that's what I said. All parts of us don't, are not developed. All parts of us don't know anything about love. Yep. Thanks, honey. <laughs> okay, guys, let's call it a night. We were going to watch a movie tonight, but I think it's late and I think it's, is it cold? Are you still cold? Yeah. No, it's all right. Nina? Thanks to our mic runners, been running everywhere. I was just wondering if you could give us the name of the movie. We sure. could maybe watch it later at home sure. sometime. Sure, I recommend it. And it's very, very pertinent to the two topics we discussed today it's about the adult facade and the hurt self. It's called The Kid. And it's not a more recent movie, it's an old Disney movie starring Bruce Willis. It's a kid's movie, but I think it's beautiful. it has a beautiful kid in it and it really shows how the adult facade wants to fight for itself and how fake it is. Um, yeah. So I recommend feeling soft and watching it. All right. Okay, guys, see you in the morning, hey? Have a good rest. Tomorrow, it's a full day on addiction. <laughs> Just in case you weren't already feeling <laughs> overwhelmed, we're switching gears again and hitting you. Cornelius and I will be talking about addictions all day tomorrow. So. <laughs> What's for supper? Mm. I think it's um, pumpkin, basil and tomato muffins. Oh. Mm.